Welcome to Between the Talk and a Hard Place, a podcast for women bringing you down-to-earth conversations about the realities of our real-life experiences. I'm your host, Lizette McKenzie, author, self-help and mental wellness advocate, and sister in love, life, and the pursuit of happiness and understanding. From situations to situationships, I'll be bringing discussions about the challenges women face from day to day, but don't talk about enough as we navigate this thing called life. Hey! So last week I gave you an overview of what I meant when I referred to self-help. I hope you had a chance to sit down and evaluate some of your self-help related habits and have made conscious decisions about what you want to work on to improve yours. As a self-help and mental health and wellness advocate, I would be remiss not to provide you with my principal why for advocating for mental health and wellness. In this episode of Between a Talk and a Hard Place, I'll share that with you. So a short, simple explanation would be because mental health and wellness, just like physical health, is important to our well-being. But that does come with added layers of complexities. As important as mental health is, it just doesn't get the recognition it deserves. And add to that the stigma surrounding the topic. I honestly think people avoid discussions of mental health because they fear the existence of mental illness. And a lot of that fear comes from misunderstanding and lack of education, which is a gap that can be closed through the discussions that are just not being had. It's an unfortunate cipher that needs to be interrupted. So first, let me mention what you might already know. When we talk about mental health, we're referring to your social, emotional, and psychological well-being. It's how you think, feel, and act, and how you handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy decisions. Mental illness is any condition that affects the way you feel, think, and behave, and creates problems with how you function in your day-to-day activities. The quality of your mental health can be affected by different contributing factors. Traumatic or abusive life experiences, for example, can severely impact the way you seek out or respond to subsequent relationships or situations that might trigger a memory from your past experience. Some life experiences, family history, environmental exposure, um, chronic medical conditions, or impairment of naturally occurring Chemicals in your brain can lead to mental health disorders, aka mental illness, that affect your ability to cope in a healthy manner. Now, I'm sure you've heard of some mental health disorders like depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder, substance abuse disorder, schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. You've also probably at some point in your life experienced a disruption in your normal mental state. Depression and anxiety are two of the most commonly diagnosed mental health disorders, yet people are still reluctant to discuss how they feel. You know that saying that goes, if you know better, you'll do better? Well, sis, we got to do better. We got to stop worrying about what people, whether it's our family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, whoever, we got to stop worrying about what they're going to think or what they're going to say. Because we decide to speak up and seek help to regain or maintain our mental stability. 
You know what else we need to stop doing, sis? Thinking the topic of mental health is boring or irrelevant. You need to stop thinking that mental illness is only about being crazy. Not only is the C word inaccurately offensive, it's judgy. And who wants to be judged, especially in their most vulnerable moments? Judgment is like the Amazon supplier of silence. It gives off that if you stay quiet, no one will know. And if no one knows, you won't be judged vibe. And while I'm on the topic of inaccuracies, here's two more that you should be wary of. The first one says having a mental illness prevents you from living a normal life. Normalcy, normalcy does not have to be affected if you have a mental illness. Some of the world's most influential people have been diagnosed with some form of mental illness. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, Taraji P. Henson, um, Carrie Washington, Halle Berry are some of the people who have opened up about experiencing a mental disorder. And while they have had to take a moment to pause and do what needed to be done to get a handle on whatever imbalance they were going through, they did it and continued to walk in their lifestyle. The second myth is that people with mental illness have a weak will. So it's important to realize that having a mental illness does not reflect your character. The reality is that it takes a lot of will to keep a mental illness from taking over your life and a lot of courage to conquer it day after day. Getting educated and having open discussions about mental health and mental illness is the best way to gain understanding. And practicing daily habits to promote positive mental health is the best way to get comfortable with it. I'm going to leave you with three daily practices that you can start doing today to improve your mental health. The first one, eat a feel-good meal. Let me be a little transparent. I do not have the best relationship with food. I do skip meals and sometimes I don't have breakfast at all and it usually leads to unhealthy snacking throughout the day or a larger portion meal closer to bedtime. I've had my fair share of days going from a sugar rush to sugar crash. It's one of my bad habit be gones in progress. But I can attest to the fact that when I move intentionally and make conscious effort to make time for breakfast, forego the chocolate for fruit or yogurt and eat a well-balanced meal at the end of the day, not only does my body thank me, but my mind appreciates it too. Especially when those foods increase the chemicals that calm my mood and keeps me alert instead of sluggish. Number two, you should also move your body to help release mood boosting and stress relieving chemicals. You don't have to run a marathon or do a full cardio class, but try taking a walk or using the stairs instead of the elevator. And finally, get some sleep. Turn off the TV, put your phone away, and go to bed. Getting a good night's sleep allows your brain and your body to recover from the busy day that you've had and mentally and physically prepares you for what the next day will bring. If easier said than done was a person, she'd look just like me. I know what it means to have me time in the middle of the night or quiet time to finish what should have been done during the day. I understand the schedule of an entrepreneur and the mind of a writer. I know what it is to have a hundred different files open in your mind and the irrational desire to attempt to complete them all right now, tonight. 
I too have been addicted to the thought of three hours of sleep is enough. It most certainly is not. And your mind and body will scream the injustice of it all when one more time becomes too many. When you find yourself getting your dog ready for school and putting your kid in the backyard to do his or her business, you need intervention. When you go into work on your day off and don't realize it's supposed to be your day off, you might have a problem. True story. This happened to me. And to this day, my supervisor will send out extra reminders, not just to me, but subliminally just for me to remember not to show up on a holiday. A couple of years ago on the 4th of July, I was the only employee at my job. Now, granted, I do work from home, so there was no way for me to physically see that I was riding solo. And at no point did I look at the date and say, wait a minute, I ain't supposed to be here. Y'all, I worked the entire day, all of it. And I remember getting angry because I was sending out emails and nobody was responding. I was cussing under my breath and stressing myself out. All because I was exhausted and operating on autopilot when I should have been docked at the home station and recharging my physical and mental battery. Yeah, that really happened. But anyway. I thought this week's and last week's episodes would be a great way to jumpstart how you look at the situations you're presented with or find yourself being a part of. It helps to have an understanding of who you are as an individual and all of the many parts that contribute to who you are if your plan is to live more intentionally and be purposeful in your interactions. It can't always be about what someone else does, says, or how they behave. Yes, it does play a role, but the only thing you can regulate is yourself, not someone else. Being in a good space with your self-health and mental health is a good start. Keep the conversation going. Join the Facebook group Between a Talk and a Hard Place and share your thoughts about this week's episode. And don't forget to look for me on Instagram at Between a Talk and a Hard Place or at Life Lessons and Love Sessions. Make sure you hit that follow button and tell a friend to tell a friend. Until next time and forever, I hope you manifest the day you deserve.